I always love listener questions, even if you're just paying me to clarify something, making sure that you know what you know. And that's why I loved it when I received the question, what's a saint last week? And of course I answered, why Mother Teresa and St. Nick, of course. (laughs) Well, today, what's a saint? And it's more than you think. And tomorrow, since it's St. Valentine's Day, we'll talk about that then. Welcome. Hello, Hopeful. This is Roger Corville, and this is for the Hope's Always Be Ready segment, where we supplement our daily Bible read-through with a short exploration of an idea, something that relates to us thinking more strategically and biblically, and living more effectively as Sunday morning touches down on Monday morning, because the best answer for anybody is good theology. And we include, like today, those little things that just bolster our confidence or maybe even give us a little nugget to share with others. What is a saint, as a question, belongs under the bigger heading of names for Christians. In the earliest church, there weren't any denominational names, and local churches were known by their locations, like the church in Pergamum or Ephesus. Individual Christians, at least as we see in the Bible and the way the early church referred to them, were called something in the course of writing down how they referred to themselves. Importantly, the quote-unquote names pointed to some aspect of the special place of Christians within God's plan as heirs of his promises. Yet it also indicated that their position wasn't based on any special merit. God chose them when they could do nothing. So the consequence and the positive outcome is that pride is eliminated because God had graciously given them such an honored position. So the word saints means kind of like holy ones or set apart ones. And that was Paul's favorite name for Christians uh, in his writings. Also, eight other names. Elect, which means chosen by God, right? These are the righteous who lived in obedience to God, uh, which is another name, righteous. Those who lived in obedience to God, and they could claim for themselves the Old Testament title of the righteous, which of course is what we are through what Jesus did. How about slave? Slave or servant, because we are no longer slave to sin, but servant of a new Lord and Savior, slave of the King. Believers, which interestingly meant not only believing as a mental activity, but total commitment of one's whole person to Jesus. Disciples, like learners committed to a particular rabbi. And then there were three different familial terms. Friends, which was only used once in the New Testament in Acts 27. Brothers or brothers and sisters. And then finally, children of God. So, all of these weren't like just some greeting like, dude. It was an acknowledgement of a new reality or perhaps even the ultimate reality. But then... There was what other people called Christians. As Jesus' disciples preached and won converts after the resurrection, other Jews began to see this as a new movement. They applied four different names to the Christian community, and at least one of them wasn't very complimentary. Galileans, Nazarenes, followers of the way. That's three of them. And the word Christians was a term first applied in Antioch, Syria, and was probably meant as an epithet or a snide remark of some kind. And kind of like 
today. People don't know what the word evangelical means and is often a snide description in some circles. Anyway, the nickname Christian obviously stuck. Finally, there was what Christians called themselves as a group. Church, multitude, and flock. Now note the these here were all terms from the Bible and in early church times. Some things like the bride of Christ came into usage later. So, what is a saint? Well, it's a whole lot more than just a Christian. And originally not a designation for some super person like Mother Teresa or Santa Claus. Which gets us to St. Valentine, which we'll get to tomorrow. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.